Hello, and welcome to a Toast to Horror. Every time I listen to that intro, I find something else I don't like about it. What was it this time? There was like a growl before the whisper started, and it creeped me out. <laughs> Speaking of growls before the whisper starts, I'm, I'm wearing a robe because I'm garbage, and this is how I am. I don't wear clothes. And somebody's playing with the, ro- the robe closer what am i looking for handle tie the tie (laughs) okay the sash yeah she's playing with the sash between my legs (laughs) that just got worse as it went on (laughs) i I look down and i just see (laughs) that's a wonderful cat impression you have it's exact. i think it's accurate you know, I don't think you're garbage for wearing a robe on a work night at 8 p.m. at night after you worked all day. I girl, really don't. Girl, I think that's it's been acceptable. on since 629. Acceptable. All right. It's fair. Yeah, you're good. Thanks. By the way, my name is Allison. I'm Marie. And we're going to talk to you about another horror movie today on our horror movie extravaganza. That's all I want in life. Um... Boo. I'm over here thriving. <laughs> I, I'm over here surviving. <laughs> <laughs> also, in relation to our drink, if you asked me, is that a beer in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> it would be a beer in my pocket so I don't have to go downstairs for the break. I hope you didn't um, <laughs> jiggle too much, though, because that could be foamy. Ooh, that'll add an element of surprise. It will. <laughs> uh, let's get down to it because I really do want to talk about this drink. <sighs> yep. Me too. <laughs> it's happening. <sighs> Introduce. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to start talking. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, last week, we did a new movie post 2015, Megan. And this week, we're doing an old movie, which I select. Marie picks the new ones. Mm-hmm. And this week, we're doing another iconic, classic movie, Child's Play. Woo! I can see why it's a classic. Oh! 100%. I see why it's a classic. In a good way, or a bad way, or both. I think it depends on what you're looking for. Okay. Like if you're if you're looking for like a horror serious horror movie, like this would not be your your jab, your your jive, your Jam? thing. What is yeah. wrong with you, us? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be a wild one. Yeah. Um but this thing is this thing is wild. I could I, there are so many things I couldn't get over. <laughs> that happened in this movie i can't wait to talk about them so yeah a hundred percent this movie is classic yes it and i'm torn because i want to ask you questions about the sequels but i don't know if we'll ever talk about the sequel like watch the sequel so we can't get too much into it i agree and we'll delve more into it because some of the sequels are actually worthwhile some of them like flat out fucking suck but some of them are like, I don't want to say quality, but once Jennifer Tilly gets involved, it's it's wild, even wilder. 
How could it be more wild than this movie? <laughs> Are there boobs involved? I mean, it's Jennifer Tilly, so yeah. Like bare boobs. Oh wait, Meg Tilly. Is it Meg Tilly or Jennifer? No, it's Jennifer. Isn't what there a the matter with you? Isn't there it's a Jennifer Meg, Tilly? Isn't there a Meg Tilly out there? No, I mean, I'm sure there is, <laughs> but <laughs> no one that I'm familiar with. Oh, okay. Uh, uh there's. What? Do you want me to spoil it? Do you want me to tell you what kind of boobs are in it? Please tell me they're doll boobs. They're doll boobs! Yes, that makes it wilder. That's it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I can't. A Bride of Chucky is honestly a really fun wild ride. And it, once you breach into this kind of wild movie, like this kind of horror it starts to lose the horror, but that's fun. Yeah, this is more campy than I would say horror. Yeah, and I kind of want to explore explore that, like along the in the future, like campy versus horror. Is campy a type of horror? Like, what kind of a genre is that? Because there's a lot of fun camp horror movies that I have on my list and, mm-hmm. and they're not scary I mean maybe if you're a child and you're watching it and you see the wrong scene it could like impact you for the rest of your life but mm-hmm. like as an adult you're watching it you're like this is amazing but I also think that as times change that genre might change too because I don't think this is campy when it came out like reading the facts, there were some things that people were saying, like people were honestly worried about this movie coming out and it affected an actual product that was out there on the market. Tell me it was Cabbage Patch. It was not Cabbage Patch. Oh, okay. Um, so I think it's campy now. I don't think it was campy then. Okay. I have more thoughts too later, but okay. Um, let's talk about I'm going to introduce the cast, and I really want you to explain this drink that you chose. I chose it, and but, I have no regrets right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no regrets. No regrets. Child's Play came out in 1988. It is the perfect... Uh, time of a movie it's an hour and 27 minutes i think part of that reason might be why i like horror movies so much because they so rarely go past 90 minutes it's fantastic it is great anyway child's play came out in 1988 it stars katherine hicks chris sarandon alex vincent and brad duriff it was directed by tom holland and this story needed three people for the screenplay. It needed Don, wow. Don Mancini, John Lafia, and Tom Holland. Every time I hear Tom Holland, I'm like, ooh. I didn't know he wrote. <laughs> I'm like, he was born. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. He was not. So this drink is called a child's play. And it is... Just like the movie, a wild fucking drink. You get your beer, one beer, any kind you want. 
I don't think it specified what type of beer it had to be. Yeah. And you get your packet of Kool-Aid. Again, doesn't matter. Um, and then you pour the Kool-Aid into the bottle or can of beer. And then you pour it over ice. Okay. Oh, Drink. I didn't pour it over ice. That's okay. Um, so uh, let's hear what kind of beer you chose. Well, can we take it a step further? and Sure. A step backward, I suppose. You used the Kool-Aid packets. Did it specify? It didn't. But I thought it would be easiest and you wouldn't have more liquid. I was looking for packets or I was looking for like the little squeezy bottle. Oh. Like of concentrate. I got like the jug that I grew up with. Like, you know, like the can, like the thing that you open. You got a shit ton of Kool-Aid. I did. Okay. Uh, I respect that. uh, Yeah. I got a 39-cent packet, two of them. Fucking A. (laughs) I spent... I didn't expect to find them. I was at Walmart, and I'd actually picked up jammers because I couldn't find it anywhere. It was in a different aisle, and I saw packets, and I was like, woo! So excited. Okay. Okay, so so I I used grape Kool-Aid from the container. Grape? I love Uh, grape. Interesting. I got... My OG Kool-Aid of choice, Tropical Punch, great with vodka, and hopefully good with a hazy IPA. I chose a wheat because I'm trying to mimic an Abita Purple Haze. Ooh, nice. That's an actual thought process. I had zero. (laughs) I do not have high hopes. I was like, what will make this experience best? Um, But it's a very dark beverage. It looks like a stout. It does. It foamed like a stout, but I think that's because I put the powder in first and then added the beer. I don't know. No, because I put the powder in last and I'm looking at, well, because I just put it in the can. Which is And I'm looking at the can and it's starting to bubble over and I'm like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> it's not gonna foam over it and my husband's going you gotta pour it you gotta pour it i'm just just watching he's like it's foaming over pour it oh <laughs> mesmerizing so i didn't even stir it it just said pour over oh, didn't I, even stir i've stirred this shit so nope. to child's play child's play It's not the worst thing I've ever consumed. It's not the worst thing I've ever consumed, but it's not great. No. It doesn't jive with the IPA. I felt like an IPA wasn't going to be great. My next thought was going to be like, so I was like, at first I was looking for a sour, but sours are really fucking expensive right now. I was looking at four packs and they were like $20 and I was like, no. That's crazy. No, I cannot. Um, and then I was like, Corona, like a light beer. Ooh, I could have seen that. Especially with like a tropical punch kind of a thing. Yeah. But then I saw the wheat and inspiration struck. So my next one I have is a Stella. Okay. Okay. I think that might go good. The next one I have is a sour that I've had in my fridge for possibly two to three years. 
I mean, the positive is it's a sour. So if it's skunked, you won't know. Yeah. Um, at our at a, my, our Halloween party, <laughs> uh, my friends just like to fuck with each other sometimes. And like somebody was like, hey, get me your beer out of the fridge. And like he got handed one of these sour beers and I handed it to and he I saw it in his hand and I was like, you don't have to drink that. You can put that back. I don't think it's going to be good for you. He was like, no, I got to do it. And then he <laughs> opened it. And he was like, I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. And I was like, you could pour this out. We're in our 30s. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a challenge anymore. He drank it. You know, for as much as I don't like this, it's not hard to drink. I mean, it's uh, no, but. I feel like I'm going to be burping a lot here soon. Yeah. It's weird because there's an initial taste of sweetness. And then I just get hit with the IPA. Is that like Chucky? An initial hint of sweetness (laughs) when they take him home? I guess so. And then you get hit literally in the head with a hammer. I couldn't get over that scene. All right, we got to get into this. Okay, the, this could take hours. Buckle <laughs> up. So, so you go. When we're talking about horror movies now, our um, categories have changed. So what we're going to do is Allison's going to start off with the summary, and we're going to briefly talk about what type of scary movie this is. Um, and then we're going to break it down. Um, we're going to talk about the villain. We're going to talk about hero, some different types of things. And with those categories, any foolish decisions that the characters took. I, I just don't know if anyone did in this movie. <laughs> um, do the characters deserve to survive the scariest parts of the movie? Any jump scares? And then some final thoughts we have related to the movie. Yes. So, Child's Play is about, (laughs) it's just so funny to even say this, Child's Play is about a criminal (laughs) who gets killed, and right before he gets killed, he transfers his soul (laughs) to a doll with voodoo. It's so realistic. (laughs) Dom Bella, take me, use your power. <laughs> Listen, I know what the chant was. I took a screenshot. Or is it? I know he says Dumbella or Dumbella or whatever. He does. Okay. A possible translation of the trent chant, which is Haitian Haitian. Haitian. Thank you. Creole, but mistaken as French is as follows. I call to thee, Dambala, give me the power I beg of you. Leave me mercy from this mortal coil. Grant me life beyond death. Move my mortal soul into this vessel. I command to thee, Dambala. I command to thee, Dambala. I command Dambala. Move my mortal soul into this vessel. I command to thee, Dambala. I command to thee, Dambala. And you guessed it. I command to thee, Dambala. (laughs) It's a quality chant. I can see why it worked. Yeah. Um, all right. So that happens. 
And then this little boy who wants a good guy's doll more than anything in his life gets it from his birthday. His mom buys it off of a peddler on the street. And lo and behold, it is the haunted doll of haunted by Charles Lee Ray. And shocking. Shocker. You know, he's got to kill the kid to 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 get out of his doll form. What a twist. Yep. No one saw that coming. No. Yeah. So he's got to reveal himself or he's got to kill the first person he revealed himself to, which is so fucking convenient. Oh, this movie is wild. But saying that, I love this movie and I want to know your thoughts, your experiences. Is this the first time you've seen it? It is the first time I've seen it. Like I have flashes of the scene of scenes from my childhood, but I never watched it. Like, so I sat down knowing what it was about, but not really having an experience with it before. And I broke it up into two nights. And the first night I stopped it after an hour and I was like, holy shit, that was, I watched an hour of that. Mm -hmm. It went by so fast. Mm -hmm. I was stunned by how good it was. But, like, it's not good. That's the thing. There's there's entertaining, though. Like, it's it's fun. And that's what it, like, these movies, like, so the movies that we weren't raised with. Like, we were raised with, like, utterly horrifying movies that children shouldn't be watching. But then there's, like, a whole subsection of these, like, horror movies that are, like, camp. And they're fun. That's why I yeah. like the Friday the 13th movies so much. Because... They're ridiculous. You're like, oh my gosh, what's how's the next person going to die? It's going to be great. Like this is kind of of the same variety where in a way you're like kind of rooting for Chucky because it's like, yeah, get him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever rooted for Chucky. Maybe that comes later. This one, (laughs) this one's everybody's pretty likable. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hate any of the characters. Um I don't think I did. No. I don't think so. Okay. I was I was getting caught between this and Megan because I knew there was someone in Megan who I was like, I want this person to die. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I felt that here. Um so, but I don't know. Is that what type of scary this is? Is this campy horror? Is this slasher? Is it supernatural? Is it possession? I kind of don't know. I'm stuck. Max said horror slasher. Okay. Having said it's a slasher, it's not super violent. No, the gore's toned down. For and sure. I th- you know, besides what happens to the doll, because I guess there is some violence with what happens to the doll, maybe just a little. I think really the the first death, like the hammer, and that's really all you get a good look at, right? I mean, unless you count um, the voodoo specialist. Mm. Uh, but like you see his limbs breaking and that's like a little... Eh. That's uncomfortable. It is. But it's not gory. Right. 
And even then, like, he dies via voodoo doll. So, yeah, you see some blood. But again, it's not gore because there's no real wound. There's one component of gore that we can talk about with this movie. Okay. Which, should we save it or should we just do it? No, let's save it. Okay. Let's let's talk about do you want to go villain or hero first? Um let's go villain. Okay. So the villain obviously is Chucky, but it's not Chucky. Well, it's Charles Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray who then is called Chucky. Um, and then did you know Charles Lee Ray, his name's made up of like three well-known killers, Charles Manson, um, Lee Harvey Oswald and James Earl Ray, who killed Martin Luther King. So they like made that name from those three people. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And he's just a bad guy with. A pension for voodoo. <laughs> what common criminal isn't known to tap into voodoo? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I, was he a murderer? Like, did they call him the strangler or something? Yeah. Okay. So, first I want to talk about um, Brad Dourif, the man who plays Chucky. He looks super familiar to me, but when I looked him up, I couldn't find anything else I knew him yes, from. Yes, you do. He's Grimma Wormtongue. I even wrote that down. I said, this bad guy looks familiar. Wormtongue? But then when I looked at his IMDb thing, I didn't find it. It's because he's so prolific. I feel like it just like hides in there. Because he's also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Like, he's a really good character actor. I think I mentioned this before. He's in Deadwood, which was, like, a huge show. I saw that there, yeah. But, oh, my gosh. Like, and so he's in, like, a lot of reputable things, which is why, like, his commitment to Chucky is, it's pretty, it's uh, inspiring. Uh, I like that you are fully on his side for sticking around with this franchise. I love it. And I don't think he's like somebody who phones it in either. Like, I think he's like committed, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. But if you're a char- character actor, you have to be. I first want to talk about his luxurious hair. Oh, it was straight 80s. The length. Middle part, I believe. Hey, that's making a comeback. It is. I hate it. Frizz, like the it was just the only thing that would have been better if it was a mullet. I think it was his hair. I'm sorry. It just isn't a good look. Oh no, I was like, it was a question. Like, I think it was his hair. Oh, oh, I don't know. Like I would assume. Okay. I'm terrible at spotting wigs, though. I feel like I'm getting better. But, like, he had a close-up. Like, I couldn't see any, like, netting or anything. It looked like his scalp. Okay. I think it's his hair. 
But he he was like the classic 80s villain with the long hair and the trench coat. Like, it, it was just the look. If you're a villain in an 80s movie, that's what you're wearing. Yes. But I don't know. Pre-possessing the doll, I'm not quite sure I know what his motives are <laughs> like I, he just kills people or steals he has a partner which would make me think he does more than just kill people because usually you don't have a partner for killing right it seemed like he was like the getaway man yeah but what would he be getting out of it the getaway guy if he if charles lee ray is just murdering people i don't think he'd be getting anything out of it yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think this movie, it's so unlike a lot of things, like a lot of horror movies out there, because I feel like a lot of horror movies are more ambiguous with like motivations and like key people guessing. They're like, why is he so evil? This one kind of just spells everything out for you. Like it hands everything to you it, you go into the mind of charles lee ray the voodoo the motive like how everything happens you are told i liked it because i i had questions he was transferring his soul into tucky and i i literally said like what the fuck how does this guy know how to import his soul into a doll? Isn't he a common criminal? I was wondering about that until I saw his lair and the voodoo and him talking to that guy. It didn't make sense. So we needed to see all that to have it make sense. Otherwise, it would have been a huge pothole. Pothole. Plot hole. You can tell you're from Pittsburgh when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess the only thing that we're missing is what he wants. Is it power? Is it notoriety? Why is he killing? Why yeah. is he into voodoo? Yeah. I mean, I guess the common sense would be like it's power. Power and money, yeah. Especially when you like look at how he painted his house and the pictures of him and his ginormous dick, like... He's wants something more. Like, I'm sorry, you don't paint yourself that way unless you have more ego than you should or you want something. <laughs> and he, I think he wanted something. A big dick? I'm a, I don't think Chucky's going to give it to him, though. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? They don't show him in Bride of Chucky. Thank God. That may have been too much. <laughs> I think I, I think they show him jerking off in one of the movies, though. Like a shadow of him jerking off. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, because the longer they're in the body of the doll, the more human they become. Something else I needed spelled out to me, honestly. Because I didn't understand why certain things were happening. Yeah. But something that was wild to me was the longer they're in the body of the doll, 
This movie takes place over three days, and they heard that piece of information like 24 hours after. So this transformation, it moves people. It is fast. Be ready. Be ready to to reveal yourself and kill. (laughs) You don't have a lot of time. Yes. And it seems like he loves to kill. Uh Uh-huh. No remorse. Loves it. Yeah. It's hysterical. He he thinks it's hysterical. But he's also an idiot. Like, there are way more efficient ways to go about what he's doing. I guess for a person. Maybe not for someone inside of a doll. (laughs) Like, you gotta have your limits if you're inside of a doll's body, right? Mentally or physically? I'm thinking physically. Okay. <laughs> like the plastic, tiny fingers. You gotta have not a lot of grip strength. I mean, he did kill Maggie with a child size hammer. <laughs> or not kill her with it, but like, you know, struck her. Hard. I mean, there was a hole. Yeah. And one, I was astonished that someone would give a child a hammer of this caliber when they're like banging away at their toys. And two, it was so small. I was like, has she never drank calcium (laughs) that this hammer can go right through her skull like tissue paper? What is happening? It's a fucking doll. She has osteoporosis of the skull. (laughs) At the age of 33, <laughs> her bones are fra- frail. I mean, I, yeah, I guess, I guess he's very strong. There's no muscles inside of a doll. How could he be that strong? I don't know. And I get, I get he's becoming more human as, but that was less than 24 hours after the whole transferring transference happened. So he couldn't have been that muscular at that point. As I say that, I realize I'm getting way too in depth <laughs> with the realization of this movie and I need to let it go. I think you need to let it go. Okay. I'll let muscle mass go. Please say something. Whenever I, whenever he, commits to killing the kid you know like this guy he's bad he's like he's like past redemption bad like he needs to go yeah i don't know when i realized he was past redemption bad it was i mean let's it was the whole transferring your soul into a doll like if you're taking that step you're pretty much because that's like dark magic. It, it's dark magic. It's like an unforgivable <laughs> curse. If you're a Vada cadavering yourself into a doll's body, there's <laughs> just no hope for you. If you're praying to Dumbala to put you in a doll's body. I didn't think John was that bad, though. Voodoo priest John. Oh, no. He seemed cool. Like, he, th- he seemed level-headed. Dumb as a stump. Yeah. 
I mean, you made a voodoo doll of your kid. Please don't do that. That was creepy. What did she do? Oh, she loves it. I love it. She she sat at the bottom of the stairs, and all I see is a toe and an eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's going to bed. What? She can hear you. You can just talk. She can hear you through the microphone. What did dad do? What did dad say? What? What did he say? Keep it down. Did he say that to you? He said it to me? No, he said it. Yeah, he said it to you. Oh, I didn't hear. I don't know, because... She said it to me to see it, too. Oh, okay. Can I have a hug goodnight? But there's no real method, like, method of killing. He'll just kill you any which way he finds you. Yes. Yes, there's no M.O. There's no M.O., which I think helps him stay, like, out of sight for a long time. Like, because they don't connect the explosion at his partner's house. Now, my question for you, which I think this is part of, like, how diabolical he is. If you wouldn't have known about Chucky, like, say you're watching this movie for the first time in 88 until you see... Until you see the flower on his feet... You think, like, there's a possibility, damn, this could be this kid. Mm-hmm. Like, is this kid crazy? Or, you know? I don't know. And I, I read that originally the movie was much longer, and it played that aspect out for a while. Like, it was talking, like, two, two and a half hours long. That's too long. Yeah, but it but kind of building it up that it really could have been Andy. Yeah. Because even because who's really going to believe a doll's doing this? Absolutely. It's the perfect cover. Like I have an easier time like thinking ghost or poltergeist something in the house, but a doll I would have a real hard time believing my child that a doll is doing this shit. I have a moment of when I know like it's the doll, like as the mother. Okay. And we can, I don't know if you want to talk about it now or what, but I don't, I don't care. We can. Well, maybe it goes with foolish decisions, I think. Okay. So maybe we'll talk about it then. Um, but, like, there is a moment. Because you're right. It's so unbelievable, so unfathomable that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the perfect cover. But, I mean, as the movie goes on, his motive is to become real. He has to kill Andy. And then he's going to kill the mom to get to Andy. He already had a grudge against the cop. He was going to kill the cop no matter what. Revenge. For doing his job, I guess. Um, and that's it. 
right? Like, do you uh, do you have any other motives or? Mm-mm, no, I think we covered it. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Most of it's pretty cut and dry. Thank you, three screenplay writers, for making it very cut and dry. Yes, I agree. They were like, can the average American viewer connect these dots? And they're like, nope. Let's just do it. (laughs) So let's talk about the hero. And I think I know who my hero is. I want to hear who your hero is. I mean, that is such a tough call. Between the mom and Andy, it's not the cop. Okay. Okay. I'm glad that you said that because it's not. No, he's unconscious for like the most of the penultimate <laughs> fight scene. Like, I'm so glad. I'm like, this guy isn't doing jack shit. <laughs> he's laying there on the ground. I don't. Halfway through the fight, I was like, why is he still unconscious? <laughs> I don't get it. Chucky's so strong with his muscle mass building up. Stop talking about the muscle mass. Yeah. So, but I do have a hard time with the mom and Andy. Like, I guess it, it I think it has to be the mom. That's, That's what I'm going with. I think it's for sure the mom. And I really come to term, or I really came to support that. Like, during the course of the movie, honestly, there isn't one moment. It's like multiple things over and over. Whenever she first starts to believe Andy, And the lengths that she goes to prove his story, the lengths that she goes to get his alibi and bring it back so other people believe, and, like, how much fighting she does. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. She doesn't believe him at first, but then then she does, and she does what she has to do. She intentionally provokes Chucky. She gets the reaction, even though it could get her killed. And then, like you said, the length she goes to prove his story is true is amazing. And I think ultimately she's the one who ends up taking Chucky down. She does. I wrote, Karen is the hero. She gets the shit done. Mike just got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, where do you think she got her marksmanship skills from? Like she was just shooting the shit out of Chucky, but she missed the heart. It's a doll. She got the arm off. She got the other arm off. She got his head off. Like that's impressive shooting. Who who made the final killing blow? Was it Mike or was it her? I thought it was or was Mike or was it the other detective who was being attacked? No, he was busy clutching his throat. I believe <laughs> because of the doll with spectacular muscle mass, burnt half to death without a head. And and really got a grip. (laughs) What arm? Really got a grip. No, I think it was Mike, right? I think you're right. I think he shot him because I think Karen yells, the heart. She like shakes her head. The heart. (laughs) Like the the 80s. That shakes. I loved it. But yeah, he does the killing blow. We 
thought it was the killing blow. Yes, I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she really loves her kid, and it's really hard. And like, she does cooperate with the police. Like, she lets them take her kid. He goes to the psychiatric facility. Like, that's hard. I don't think there was much that she could have done about that, though. I mean, she could have done, like, illegal shit. Right. Which wouldn't have helped anybody. And the cop says that. But I, I some of the stuff, like, they were telling her didn't make sense to me. Like, they were like, are you trying to get him killed? He's going to end up dead. I was like, what, what the fuck are they talking about? How is Andy going to end up dead because of this? Like, they don't believe the doll's doing anything. Are they saying, like, they're going to have to take him down? There was a lot of unanswered questions. I felt bad for her. I felt like she was being manipulated to some extent by the police. And as a single mom, like, she doesn't have a great job. What is she going to do? Yeah, she has nothing to help her. Mm Mm-hmm. Her best friend just died. Husband's dead. It's just her, but not anymore. You think her and Mike are? I hope they're banging after that. Listen, I'm telling you, I think Chris Sarandon is a fox in this movie. I, sometimes he like makes a turn and I'm like, it's there. And then I'm like, no, it's not. Is it his fake Chicago accent that does it for you? (laughs) I just can't. Stop thinking of him as Prince Humperdinck. That's all I can think of. Watch, we gotta watch Fright Night sometime, and you'll never think of Prince Humperdinck again. Really? I don't know. I do think he's hot in that movie, but I don't know. Did you watch the one with Colin Farrell? No, I was thinking that maybe we could do both. I would love. Oh my butt! I gotta get out of this chair. I would love that because I think that. The Colin Farrell one is very good. I've seen that one. Haven't seen the original. Okay. So you think uh, Karen and Mike are getting down and dirty? It's the whole, it's the whole speed thing. They've had some intense, some intense experiences together. Trauma bonding. Absolutely. Now they're in it forever. Trauma fucking. (laughs) Gonna be hot. (laughs) That non-flammable furniture. <laughs> or stay forever. That thing was sprayed down with so much flame retardant. Okay. So the heroes for sure. The mom. The mom. Yeah. I just think as a six-year-old, I mean, Andy's heroic for sure. And I mean, I think he's very smart in this movie. But like, I don't, like, he's not gonna... He's not the hero of the whole movie. That kid had my heart when he was making toast for himself. Cause, or his mom. Because I was watching the whole thing. I was like, if I handed my kid two pieces of bread and a toaster, she'd be like, lost. Yeah, it's a very sweet kid. I think it's a very realistic kid. How so? Like, he's... Loves his mom. He's very empathetic. But at the same time, he wants his birthday gifts. Gotcha. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. He thought the clothes were shitty. It was a, were a shitty gift. Like, yeah. Okay. How old? When you see him at the beginning of this movie, and I understand he's making toast and doing all this shit. How old do you think he was? And like, do you know how old he was? Or are you asking me how old I thought he was before they announced his age in the movie? They announced his age in the movie? Yeah, he's six. Okay. How old did you think he was? Before they revealed it, probably like four. Okay. I didn't realize they announced he was six. Who knows what the hell I was thinking. But I was probably listening to my child have a coughing fit in bed and making sure she was still breathing. <laughs> Parenthood. Man, um, everybody's getting killed with upper respiratory tract infections right now. It's murder out there. Ugh. Um, yeah, so he just looks so super young. And then he walked into that elementary school and I was like, wait a second, how old is this fucking kid? She just dropped him off outside the school. I thought he, I thought he was four at the oldest. He's tiny. He's a little guy. Yeah. And I didn't think he talked like a kindergartner. I was just, I was shocked. I was absolutely stunned at his age and I'm still surprised that he's six. It was so funny to me how he, whenever he got Chucky, he was talking to him like he was a deaf person. Like Chucky was like old or hard of hearing. Hi, Chucky. My name is Andy. <laughs> like this doll's not hearing impaired. Come on. <laughs> Technically it shouldn't be able to hear at all. Um, yeah. So are we good with the hero? I think so. Excellent. Um, foolish decisions. Do you want to stop and make the next drink first? I just have to pour my beer into the remnants of my Kool-Aid that's in here because there's a fuck ton. Okay. Can I be right back? Absolutely. I'll be right back. Okay. Hello. You might be asking yourself, did I move an inflatable mattress over to lay on it while I'm podcasting? And the answer would be yes. It's very sensual. <laughs> you look very cozy. I'm going to tell you, it's a lot better than that chair. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. I think the Kool-Aid makes this foam like a shit ton. I tried to do it the right way and look how much foam is still there. And I didn't even pour half Mm -hmm. the beer. Mm -hmm. I actually like it took me so like I set a timer to make myself stop reading Iron Flame (laughs) Um, 20 minutes before the podcast. And I was like, I mean, it's like a beer and you put Kool-Aid in it. How long is it going to take? But I did 20 minutes and I'm sitting there with a fucking spoon getting the foam out like, oh, my God, I should have done 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. And this one, so I have Sapporo, and I don't know if it, or Stella, I'm sorry, not Sapporo, I have Stella. And I don't know if it's because, if the bottle versus the can made a difference, but when I was pouring it out after I put the Kool-Aid in the bottle, 
like the powder had solidified. So like, like a pellet of powder and beer came out. It looked really gross. So I look forward to drinking that. That's real gross. That's going to be terrible. Thank you. Yep. I'm trying my blueberry boyfriend prairie artisan ales with my grape kool-aid go ahead i was just gonna say i think i read the kool-aid directions and it said to put two tablespoons in for a cup and a half of water and so i did that for like a 12 ounce beer which is what that was and it was like sick (laughs) like it was so sickeningly sweet which is really bizarre because I used a packet that you're used to you're supposed to make a quart with and I didn't think it was that I don't know I think my tastes have changed like I can't tolerate sweet as much as I used to be able to okay but for all of the faults of making this drink I actually think it looks cool like the head of my beer and let me take a picture of it to send you. Like, it just looks cool to me. It probably loses something in translation. I'm hoping that this one isn't. Oh, yeah, that does look cool. Yeah. It looks like a red rocky terrain. It does. And I like the look of it. Mm-hmm. The taste, I'm not as fond of. Hang on, I gotta stir this up. I'm gonna use Marie's tried and true pen method. It works every time. My beer is so deep uh, that I am dipping my fingers in. You should have just used your finger then. No, I gotta get the bottom and scratch it off. All right, this is gonna be really gross and like really kind of sexual, but I gotta do it. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm not. You tell me what I'm free to look. <laughs> All right. You're free to look. Nice. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <coughs> Maybe I'm just reading too much smut. <sighs> There's no such thing. Uh. All right. So how do you like this taste compared to the last one? It does look different. It looks lighter. It kind of cuts the sour in like a good way. Okay. I'm not saying that I want to drink it, but I do think it's better than the wheat. Mine is more balanced than the last one. So I get more tropical punch flavor. And then the aftertaste is more beer. <clears throat> Better than the IPA. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying this is the drink you want to have on a regular basis. But I'm saying it's tolerable. We did this because of cheapness. Well, it's called child's play. So... <laughs> It really does fit the movie. I guess Kool-Aid is like. Right. 
And we both had valid reasons for picking the flavors we picked. It's true. We did. So to me, to me, the drink makes sense with this. I'm I'm not saying I've dived real deep to find a drink to fit the theme of this movie, but I always go title first. If I can find one that's the title, Hondo P going with it. Unless it's something fucking gross like Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. Or special orders. Or special orders. Yeah. For sure. So anyway. Let's talk. I'm glad our I'm glad our second drink is better than the first one though. Me too. It makes things easier. Anyway, what were you saying? Let's get into foolish decisions. Um yeah. I I don't have any foolish decisions until we get to the mom Same. buying the doll. Yep. Okay, great. I do have a question though. Was it foolish of the police not to have commandeered the Chucky doll box as evidence? Ooh, I don't know the answer to that. That's a really good question. He was grabbing it and there were there was blood on his hands. And I would feel that they would have corned it off so like peddlers couldn't get in and get the toys. But I I don't know. There was no real explanation as to how the box itself made its way out of the building. It's a really, really good point. And I don't I don't know. Yeah. You I don't think it would be evidence because the crime wasn't like it was the police i don't know is there evidence when the police kills the 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 killer i i think so there's still a crime scene and there's no way they're gonna clean up that crime scene and have everything settled there within a day i would think surely not after an explosion Surely not. <laughs> Some might say it's remarkable that the box survived intact. Some might say it's remarkable that Mike the detective survived intact. <laughs> <laughs> so that cop is definitely dead after the store explodes, right? Yeah. Nope, just dirty. Just, just <laughs> dirty and his Chicago accent is worse. <laughs> He's fine, but his accent suffered. <laughs> I thought that accent was so funny, but I thought it was like a good college try, you know? I, I'm i going to be completely honest with you. You keep talking about the accent. I don't even remember hearing one. Because it came and went. <laughs> okay. It was so prominent in the beginning. Like the, the fact that he was trying. And then by the end of the movie, it was not there. <laughs> Why don't directors say anything? Do you think that they're just like, nah, fuck it? I do. I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm sure they're just thinking, good enough. <laughs> good enough. You know, we started strong, but eventually time's running short. We just gotta go. Yeah, I think that's how it is. I like it. So my first foolish decision is her buying the good guy doll from the. The, the peddler. Yeah. Leaving the job on the clock to buy it. The, like you said, buy it random. Is this stolen? 
what the fuck do you think? Really? Look at this man. He's literally like pushing around a shopping cart that's stolen. Yeah. He he did not get that from a legit source. <laughs> he did not purchase it for a hundred dollars and no. then sell it. I thought the the, the price of a hundred dollars is pretty steep for that doll. I don't know. Let's see what inflation has to say. What would that doll cost today? Oh, good call. Thank you. What was it? 1988, right? Mm-hmm. A hundred dollars. Ooh, it'd be $257. It's pretty expensive. But I think it's like, um, I think it would be like an American Girl doll kind of a thing. But America, because mm. at the height of technology, like this doll is large, it talks to you. It does. I don't. I don't think it's outlandish. All right, it how, is. It is quite big. How much was a Cabbage Patch Kid in the day? I don't know. Thirty dollars. I have no idea. Let's see how much I was, was I was five. I was no at 88. I was seven. I have no idea. How much was a cabbage patch kid in the 80s? Oh, here we go. How much was it? Uh, okay. So 25 bucks. Yeah, not that bad. No. But again, Cabbage Patch dolls were less than half the size of Chucky. And they were also like mostly cloth and like not they didn't do anything. They smelled great though. Until they came out with that cool one that ate the that ate the things that you can get your hair stuck in. And they all got recalled. Yeah. <laughs> I used to because mom and dad got me one and I used to love putting my finger in her mouth. And like just feeling her like bite my finger. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it's going in. Oh, I can pull it back out. Oh, it's going in. <laughs> Maybe that's why they recalled it. <laughs> Maybe. Do you think? Never mind. I know where you're going with that. And I don't think it was physically possible fair okay god we've devolved okay. <laughs> um all right what i wrote myself a note about a foolish decision oh like after the friend dies they investigate it for such a short period of time. It's actually shocking. And then she tells them to, to leave. She's like, get out. And they just leave. Like, the police don't do that. That's not how police work. That's also not how crime scenes work. Right. The fact that they were allowed to stay there that night while they, and they, the footprints in the flower, there was clear evidence of a crime happening besides the big hole in her head that, could not have come from falling backwards out of a window. Like, no way. 
And so I have that them leaving. That was just a foolish decision. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's a realistic one, but it happened in the movie. So I'm sticking with it. I like it. Yeah, I like that. I don't know if this counts, but I think every passenger on that subway made a foolish decision by not reporting it that a four-year-old was alone or a six-year-old was alone on a subway. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't say something to someone. You wouldn't like reach out to the kid and be like, hey, are you okay? Especially in 1988 when the, the rules are like, I don't know. I don't know either. But that seemed so weird to me that like, n- like no one would be like, there's a child. Because it's also 1988. I feel like people would have been more inclined to mind their business and accept that there's a child on the subway by themselves. Okay. I wasn't sure. Um, I would, I was thinking, I mean, Andy skipping school because he got orders from a doll, like even at the age of six, you got to stop and think to yourself, like, should I be leaving school because my doll told me to like, come on, Andy, that was a, that was a bad call. But what did that doll tell him? Is he like, bitch, I'll kill your mom. No, he wasn't distressed at all. It seemed like he was just like, hey, Andy, let's go for a ride on the subway. We're going to go to this really cool place. Those mice looked really cute. You can take a rats. tinkle uh, out by the homeless camp. Yeah, I know. That was wild. Yeah. So is the, uh, there's so many explosions in this movie. And no one gets hurt except the person who's meant to get hurt. Yeah. I can't, I couldn't believe Andy made it out. Okay. Now I guess in the longer version of the movie, like there was a deleted scene where he falls into a hole and that's supposed to explain why he didn't get hurt in the explosion. So that got cut. Okay. I still think it was unrealistic to say like he wouldn't have had a scratch. Like, there's debris. Yeah. He probably would have been, like, knocked out or something, like, from the force of the explosion. It's like the other guys, whenever they have that explosion, they're like, how do people walk away from this in the movie? It's bullshit. (laughs) Yes. Um, I also, I get, I'm torn on this one. So, the mom brings Chucky home after Andy was taken away from her. You think Chucky is the root of what's happening. Wait, when? After Andy's taken away from her after the whole house explosion. And like, oh, she goes home. Yeah. By herself. She goes home oh, okay. With Chucky. I, I misunderstood. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Okay. No, that's okay. Was it foolish to bring Chucky back with her? Like, if you think he's the problem, even if you don't think he's alive, do you throw that doll away because Andy's doing all this questionable shit? Or do you bring that doll home? Ooh, that's a really good question. Like, hindsight, I guess it's good she brought him home because the doll's going after Andy, so it's better to have him and discover the truth. 
But if I'm just, it go, it's a question for Megan too. You know, this doll is giving all kinds of problems with your child. Do you keep it by your child? Is it the you in- keep it in your? Is it the investment though? Like with Megan, it was like it was her technology. She made it. It was thousands and thousands of dollars. With Chucky, I mean, she can't give her kid much because of the situation that she's in. Does she keep it because she spent $30 on it and she's like hard pressed to find other things? I don't know. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good rationale for it. Like she, you can't waste money. You only have so much. You're yeah. not well off at this juncture. I don't know. So do you think it's a foolish mistake that she brought Chucky back to the apartment? I didn't have it down as one of my foolish mistakes, but I guess it, you know, I, mm. right. It's tough. No, because it led to people finding out. Like, I mean, I guess. Because would she have made the connection that, oh, my God, Chucky's going to go after my kid. I need, you know, if she didn't know that he was alive for herself. So it was. It was a questionable decision that led to. Assuredness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a something that needed to happen. Yeah. Gotcha. So maybe I don't think it was a foolish decision is really okay. what it comes down to. Excellent. Because this movie's so deep. Gotta explore it. I mean, we need we need scientists to talk about muscle mass and dolls, how fast muscle mass would grow <laughs> in a doll if it was possessed. Mm-hmm. If you are a scientist or voodoo practitioner and could help us figure this out toast to com toast to coms toast to romcoms at gmail.com you're drunk these two beers are <laughs> setting me in hundred percent um okay what's your next one my next one isn't until she shows her bite wound that is so clearly like a tiny, tiny mouth <laughs> uh, to Detective Mike. And he's like not willing to grasp like there's something weird happening. He's just like, you're, you're crazy. Get out of here. I mean, I was so perplexed and I got to take some time on it. <laughs> I was so perplexed by the teeth marks. They're plastic or are the teeth the first thing to turn human if you're possessing a doll maybe you grow bones first i don't know scientists our teeth teeth are enamel no no teeth are part of your skeleton why do you think that skulls have teeth in them like hundreds and hundreds of years later. They're enamel. On top of them, but they're still part of the skeleton. What's below our gums? What goes up here? It's all roots. S- skull. Like under the gums, the connection to your skull parts, your orbitals. Okay. 
So we're saying that possessed dolls grow bones first. Mm-hmm. So he definitely wouldn't have had enough muscle mass to swing <laughs> the hammer. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Because you need bones before muscle mass. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I can't anymore. Okay. But the but the tooth marks, <laughs> they really did it. I was like, man, those are plastic teeth. And they left a for real bite mark on her arm. But okay. If the skeleton grows bones first, I can accept it. All right. We're just going to have to say that. <laughs> so, so you're saying it was foolish. She didn't then believe her. Yes. Okay. See, my next foolish decision is him as well, but it's the fact that he left his car in Chicago. Thank you, because I had New York City written down, but it's Chicago. Um, Unlocked on the street as he went into the police station. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? A killer is going to be in there or it's going to get stolen. Come on, dude. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's really good. You're a fucking detective. You lock your doors. And sh- like Chicago's not, it doesn't have the best record for being safe. It's a high crime area. Yes. Yep. You lock your car doors. You do. In broad daylight, let alone night. Yes. So, foolish. I go back and forth with the mom going into the worst parts of town looking for Chucky by herself. Mm. Because I can see both ways. She got the answer she wanted. Or needed. Maybe not wanted. But she got the answer she needed. So I don't think it was foolish. I think it was desperate. Like, I think it was foolish not to ask the cop to go with her, maybe. She didn't, he didn't believe her. But I think he would have gone with her if she asked because he, he followed her. But yeah, it was it was not a good decision, but it had to be done. I'm going to say Chucky, foolish decision. You tried to strangle the cop instead of stab him first. You want him dead, you stab him first. You had a knife. yeah I didn't even think of I didn't my mind never went to like foolish decisions that the killer makes I guess maybe you wanted a toy with him but then he didn't get the job done so bad call talk voodoo voodoo John (sighs) what are you doing what are you doing buddy don't tell him things yeah don't make a voodoo doll of yourself. Like, why is that necessary? But also don't tell him that he needs to transfer his soul to, or he needs to kill the person that he revealed himself to first. Like, come on. You know you're not surviving this. Just He's a bad guy. How are you even friends? You seem nice. What was he doing? Like, cooking something was, or other? He was making a cup of tea. Yeah, like... You're obviously a gentle soul. (laughs) I bet he never saw the porn murals. Probably not. He would have been horrified. Yeah. And then he would have been like, dude, that ain't true. (coughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Mine's bigger than his. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, foolish decisions. Every time they left Chucky alone while they were fighting it, took their eye off of it, like... You have a possessed doll on your hands. You gotta keep your eyes on that thing. Yeah, I. So I don't think you can have Andy have made foolish decisions because he's six. He just. Oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't I have, agree. But I think it's a strength of the movie. Like it shows child decision making so, like well because. Andy puts like a bench and then he thinks like, wait, that's not enough. And then he goes and grabs like a sled <laughs> and puts it on the top of the bench to weigh it down more to prevent Chucky from getting in. And I'm like, yeah, good job, kid. And then he like hides in the closet. Of yeah. course, a kid's going to hide in the closet. The whole psychiatric ward. I feel like there's something there, but I don't. That was a whirlwind. I was too caught between, like, this kid's behind a locked door with bars on the window. It was a fucking jail cell. It was so weird. He's six, and he committed no crimes. Like, if you're getting evaluated, you would go to a child psychologist in, like, an office with some toys. You're not going to the school of hard knocks with, like... I don't even know. It was weird. What did I write about that? I wrote, like, the poor kid is in a literal jail cell watching Chucky come for him. And I was like, what kind of an institution is this with a surgery, like an operation room with like all of those tools? Yeah. Like, is that electric shock therapy? Like, was that just the time? Was that the norm for child psychiatric care? Oh, I have no idea. I don't. I have so many questions about that place. You wrote a lot about it. I just thought they really locked the kid up in a jail with a barred window. The 80s were wild. <laughs> That's what I was like. Is this just what the 80s was about? <laughs> I I don't know. I couldn't believe it. And then... They're, like, walking through the hall with all the kids in there. There's no pictures on the wall. There's no toys. You got to think that that's a gross exaggeration of what it actually would have been like. You hope. You hope. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, It was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. But I, I thought the same thing. It's hard to be mad at this kid, like... How often he falls, how often he looks away, like his suit, because he's six. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. Right. He was smart enough to grab the keys and run, like that's something. And he was also smart enough to make him like a a pillow decoy. (laughs) Yes. And Chucky fell for it. Yeah. I think that's it for Foolish Decisions. Is that weird? No. They repeated a lot. So are you ready to move on to who deserves to survive, who deserves to die? I am. I don't know that anyone deserved to die. Maybe the partner. 
Ed- oh, Eddie. I thought you meant the cop. I was like, oh, we oh, don't even know no. him. I meant Eddie Caputo. Okay. Yeah, we don't know anything about him. I know. I felt really bad when Maggie died. The babysitter. Yeah. That was really tough. Like, she seemed like a really nice lady. <laughs> yeah, she did. She was there helping out her friend. Uh, I did I think that she should have died? Oh no, it was the store guy. Their <laughs> boss. I wanted their boss to die. So the only guy I think that deserved to die didn't die. Do you think that the doctor deserved to die? Or do you think he was just a victim of the practices and child care of the 80s? I don't think we knew enough about him. Because he seemed terrible. Did he? I thought he seemed. I don't know. It was just neutral. Really hard to watch Andy grip the bars of the door and be like, help me. He's going to kill me. Help me. And the doctor be like, you're fine. I'm coming. Like, calm down. Well, I mean, to be fair to the doctor, I'm like, he's in a locked room with bars everywhere. What's getting in and out of there? He should have been fine. It's a six-year-old child. If a six-year-old child is being like, he's going to kill me, like, please comfort that child. Six-year-olds are real dramatic. Like, my kid's six. But... Super... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I you, uh, Listen, I agree with you. They're real dramatic. But the moment that a six-year-old is being like, I'm going to die... Like, they're yeah. going to kill me? I'm like, oh, this is not normal six-year-old behavior. And I, I think something else to take into account, too, from a psychologist or psychiatrist point of view, is that the kid's dad died, what, like six months earlier or something? Like, he's going to have some residual feelings about that. And when they start talking about death, you got to try to work through that with them. But did he deserve to have his head fried? <laughs> <laughs> it was probably the worst death of the movie. Yes. By like a lot. It was very different from anything else that was shown. And I don't know that he deserved to die. If he did deserve to die, I don't think he deserved deserved to die in that manner. We needed more. We needed to see him doing, like, frying a child or being insensitive or treating children. If you want to justify that gruesome of death for that person, we need to see that person doing something bad. Do you think that they thought it was justified with him trying to sedate uh, Andy? Possibly. I'm just curious. Possibly, yeah. But I don't think the sedation's that bad, do you? I guess not. You're on the fence, though. I don't know. I feel like it's... I don't know. It's wishy-washy. I mean, the situation's not good. We've established that. No. I just don't think you should leap to sedation. (laughs) You don't know the six-year-old well enough to know. You're so soft. I am. (laughs) My bleeding heart over here. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't think we should leap to sedation. Come on. Then. Um, yeah. No one deserved to die. Okay. 
Except for perhaps Eddie Caputo. Right. Because he's aiding and abetting a known criminal. And how far does he go? Does he kill people? Yeah. We don't know. No, we don't. He's definitely a scoundrel. Um, Let's dive into how scary is this movie? Let's talk about the scary parts of this movie. What in this movie, if anything, made you feel uneasy? Well, I think the death scene with the psychiatrist did. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just the the it's not particularly graphic, but they show the progression of what's happening to him and it is uncomfortable. His face blackening like it's being cooked is a little it's a good yeah. touch. I I mean, they could have gone farther with that. Like they could have liquefied the eyeballs and had them melting out of his face. Like Ew. why am I like this? I don't know, but that's where my mind went. That's disgusting. I know. I, we were at work today and I was talking about a scary movie that I was thinking about doing for Christmas. And I was talking about it and they were like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm like, this is every night, guys. <laughs> and they're like, do you keep the lights on? Do you watch it in the dark? You watch a, And I'm like, dark, alone, watch it by myself every night. I just need to be scared (laughs) yep it's a thing nothing scares me anymore though Mm. i know there's a few things there's a few things (laughs) but not that much movie related no um so that was there were i thought there were a couple jump scares okay um in a couple suspenseful moments, like when he would roll under furniture and you're expecting him to jump out, but then he never did. So I thought that was that that would get me. I definitely looked away because I didn't want to see him jump out at people. I was really uneasy seeing him run up the stairs. From far away, like Dan or Danny, when when um Andy's he was in the institution, mm-hmm. like seeing yeah. him from a distance run up the stairs, that was unsettling. Yeah, I didn't like that either. And you see him from the back, and that that is scary because you know Danny sees Andy. Andy, I said Danny because I just finished The Shining, and I went right with it. Yeah, sorry, yep. it's my bad. No, that's okay. Um, Andy knows what's happening. He knows he's coming for him, but no one believes him. I think that's scary. Yeah. So while I don't think this movie is straight up scary, I think to subsets of people it can be because there are like, I think when the puppet that they use for Chucky is really good, like the facial expressions are good because whenever he starts like contorting his face and screaming, it's really creepy. It is. And so there's a lot of doll stuff out there. Like even before this movie, there were a couple doll, like Twilight Zone did something and there was another movie before it, I think. 
that had a doll. Um, oh, poltergeist with that like clown stuff, like that yeah. clown doll. Yeah. So, and nowadays you have Annabelle. Megan was there. I don't know if I would put it in the same category as Annabelle, but. No, dolls are like a creepy thing. Yeah. So I could see this movie disturbing some people who are uncomfortable with dolls. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There was this podcast that I listened to a while back where they had like a haunted doll watch where they would monitor like eBay for sales of haunted dolls. Did they ever hear anything about any of them? Like, yeah, it's like people trying to sell the haunted dolls to weirdos who like want Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, anytime I saw Chucky run, it was like a little like, ugh. I don't want to watch that. Like the little pitter patter of his feet and he's just like running with a knife like. (laughs) The one thing I thought was that they kind of tried to overdo the jump scares with Chucky at the end when he's, like, all burnt. Like, they, I, we all knew he was coming for that partner cop at that point. I don't know. I thought that was a jump scare. I wasn't expecting him to come out of the vent the first time. Okay. I I thought that it was expected. Like, the, the bullet didn't go through the heart, so obviously he's still alive. And as soon as... You know, Mike was like, don't pick up the head. And what's the cop do? He picks up the fucking head. Like, don't pick up the fucking head. Don't touch it. But he did it. So I I was kind of expecting something to happen. So I liked the end where she throws him into the fireplace. He comes back. And then they kill him again. He comes back. Like, mm-hmm. I, to mm-hmm. me, I'm not expecting that second coming back. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, you throw him in the fire, you're like, yeah, of course, he's not dead. And then they shoot him a bunch of times, and then you're like, oh, man, he's he's dead now. And then the third time, you're like, ah! I thought that the, the fire scene was brutal. Just that thin piece of mesh, like, separating her from him, and she's doing her damnedest to get the fire going. I thought that was really well done. yeah. And I think Brad Dourif's voice acting is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very convincing. The first time he talks to the mom when she was talking about throwing him into the fire, it was a shock. Yeah. And that's the first time he's, you see his face, like, move. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. <clears throat> I did not expect... I didn't think I would be super scared by this movie. But I didn't think I would enjoy it. And you did. And I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was entertaining. I'm so excited to hear you say that. What did you think the scariest part of this movie was? Oh, I don't know, because I'm so desensitized. Um I think probably Chucky coming for Andy and the the institution. Okay. And so like the run and the sneak and then the doctor. You're going after the defenseless kid. Yeah, that makes sense to me. What about you? Well, to pinpoint like. 
Um, I th- I think I gotta go with the the fire scene at the end when you don't know if he's gonna make it out or not, and Andy's there and watching, and you just really want Andy to help get the fire started, but he seems frozen. I think that was good. And you can't blame him. You can't be like, oh, come no. on. Absolutely not. The doll he loved is trying to kill his mother. Like, so it's a rough girl. And then he's like, I'm your friend to the end. This is the end, friend. (laughs) I loved it. It was so cheesy, but I was like, this is perfect 80s movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good line. Yep. I, yeah, I mean, I, I do like Chucky movies. They're so entertaining. They start to really lose it with the seed of Chucky, though. It's just fucking weird. Well, did you watch the most recent one? With Aubrey Plaza and Mark Hamill? Is that the 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it, but a lot of people shit on it. Okay. Um, It was very, it was a lot more gruesome. Okay. They really upped the gore. But I think it's worth a watch if you can watch it for free. I, I think it's fun. I was wondering if it tried to do more horror and be like super scary than the other movies, maybe. I think they just upped the gore. Okay. Like somebody gets like limbs sawed off and you see it. Whatever. Gross. (laughs) Look, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) So could you have survived this movie? Yes, I think I could have. What about you? Because I don't think I ever would have bought him in the first place. Yeah. If someone had told me to leave my job while I was on the clock, I'd have been like, no, that's just not happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I wouldn't have bought the doll. But if it did end up in your house... Could you have survived it? I, think- I know I know where I would have gone wrong. So I'm questionable. Really? What where what do you tell me? I would have gotten rid of it. So I wouldn't have investigated to see if the doll's really alive. I would have gotten rid of it. I would have put it in a trash can. Maybe I would have taken the head off. I would have done something, thought the issue was over with, and I wouldn't have expected to see it again. And that's the problem. You know what? I'm reneging my scariest moment. I think the scariest moment is whenever she realizes the batteries were never inside it. Oh, that was scary. You're like, ooh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the scariest moment. And then she goes back to pick it up and you're like, no, don't, don't do it. Don't. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That's our, that was one of the questions I had highlighted too, was when would you have gotten rid of the doll? When he, Andy was insisting it was alive. I personally would have gotten rid of it the moment my son says Aunt Maggie was a bitch and got what she deserved. Because, like, that's what Chucky told him. The moment my kid says that, I'm like, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. I actually forgot that happened. Yeah. I don't know. I can, I definitely see your point, and I'm not saying you're wrong, 
But after like being around Maggie's death, even if he didn't witness it and having that happen with the dad, I don't know if you rationalize it away. So. Yeah, but so that's that's my thing. Would Chucky have been able to kill me because I thought he was a non-issue after I got rid of him? You know what? You're right. Because I probably would have just thrown him down like a garbage chute. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as a tiny doll, he should be easier to, like, kill. Regardless of it being a possessed doll, it's still a doll. Is its punches and kicks really going to hurt that bad? Yeah. If he is a weapon, okay. Yeah. That's, I guess, whatever. But I agree. If you're like, like holding it and he's like, ah, and you're like holding it, like his arms can't reach. <laughs> but the key is you have to find out how to kill it. So they needed to get to John to figure out how to kill it. Yeah. I, I'm torn. Of all of these movies, I'm torn. I think I think we could do it. I would never have moved back in that house. No. And that was a really nice apartment for not having a great job. That bay window that got knocked out. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, this drink's getting. It, Real rough. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I didn't use a lot of Kool-Aid in this one. Mm. Um, what else do we have down here? Oh, how much therapy? I mean, Andy should have already been in therapy because of the dad. But it was the 80s, you know. But it was the 80s. So, you know, dad dying, no problem. Take it like a man. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to need some. Yeah. And the mom will probably need some. I think Mike will be all right. Mike's fine. He is a cop. He has no imagination, as <laughs> evidenced throughout this movie. Yeah. He's, he's pretty much like a what you see is what you get upfront guy. I don't know why, but the scene where Chucky's trying to kill him in the car made me laugh so hard. It's hysterical. It's so funny because he keeps putting the knife up through the chair and he's like moving. He's like, ah, ah, ah. And it's like, just, I don't know what you're doing. You could have braked. You could have got, I don't know. That's what Berner was yelling. He's like, stop the car. Yes. Like, stop the car. Just get out of the car. <laughs> it's fine. Just stop. And then Jackie rolled under the seat. And then like when he was trying to brake, Jackie was pressing the gas like, it, yeah. And then watching Chucky like move around the car was also quite funny. Yeah. So I like in the 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 sequels, he like talks more and he's like a smart ass. He's like a funnier version of Freddy Krueger. Like Freddy Krueger doesn't hit for me. I'm not a Freddy Krueger fan, but Chucky's hilarious. Okay. Like I feel like 
the elevator scene where the old lady goes ugly doll and he goes fuck you oh that was so funny i laughed that's just a taste of it okay but i loved that it is an ugly doll though oh yeah but also you know at first i thought that but then i'm like is it any uglier than a raggedy ann is it any uglier than a cabbage patch because cabbage patch they're pretty scary. Like, they're no. like... No. No way. Cabbage Patch dolls aren't good looking. Well, they're not good looking, but they're not scary. I think the hair is what got me, because it was like... So crazy. straight, yeah. And like, everywhere. Is it worse than the dolls that blink when you set them down? Yes, because of the size. He was too big. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought down to it and I was like, they're, I mean, like, they're creepy dolls. Like, it's not just Chucky. Like, I feel like the rage for Chucky, like the, oh my God, I have to have him. Like, I felt like it was super believable. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, people got stampeded for Tickle Me Elmo. People are nuts. So I could see it. Sure. Um, I think staying power of this movie, like it's proven. Like how many sequels over how many years? Like people love this movie. There's Chucky's on sci-fi. It's a series now. And Brad Dariff is the voice. Okay. I've never watched it, but it's on my list. But I don't, I don't know. Like I have a harder time committing to series than anything else. Gotcha. So I love Chucky. I've watched all the movies. The last two are like a little hard, but um, I don't know if I would ever watch the series, but I hear good things about it. My brother-in-law watches it and he loves it. Okay. Um, Just a couple things from IMDb Facts to, to be exact, because I already talked about a couple. The mom and Chucky's creator got married, apparently. Oh, that's interesting. And Chris Sarandon originally had top billing, but asked for Catherine Hicks, the mom, to be top billed because he felt she carried the picture. Oh, that's nice. What a guy. Yeah. Because he's I, definitely I the bigger name. Him. Yeah. You can't be unconscious for the majority of the final fight and get top billing. You just can't. Isn't it wild, though, that he's in this? It's It was definitely a choice. Like, what made him yeah. choose this movie? I love it. I think it's great. I think it's a great contrast from Prince Humperdinck to this. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. When he was rescuing her from the peddler and he just like whips out his gun and he's like, who else wants to play? I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) But I mean, that's not his fault. That's the writing. That's Tom Holland. I know, but it was still so funny. I thought it was so funny. Hilarious. All right. That's all I got. I have a couple more. I wanted to make the comparison to Megan. Uh-huh. Because I feel like I remember us talking about at the end, whenever she's disfigured, it doesn't really hit that well. hmm I feel like this was good. Like... 
And here comes my practical effects speech that I talk about all the time. Goopy, burnt, chucky looked good. It was how liquidy, like his face looked. It looked gross. Yeah, like drippy. And then the teeth, you could see all of the teeth. And then the eyes looked so human. Yeah. Like I thought I it was agree. good. Yeah. So like in my mind, the end of this movie where Chucky is like goopy and dripping and still chasing after people, that's way scarier than Megan. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I thought this was just a good contrast to see like this is old version and then Megan is like new updated version. And I like the old version better. Yeah. I did too. I think both movies maybe had good awareness for what they were. Also, like I said, like I said before, um, this movie definitely seemed to create some controversy and fear. Like the idea of a child's doll and is it going to affect how children play and are children going to want to hurt people because of what this doll does? Like that was a real thing. There were protests about it. Um, The doll, my buddy. Do you remember that? My buddy, my buddy. I think that was before me. And And then there was a kid sister, but my buddy never took off because of Chucky. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd be so pissed if I was that company, like motherfucker. <laughs> so I, you know, we say it, it has an awareness for what it is, but I think it was actually more scary or thought to be more horror, not camp back in the day. Yeah, I think it all depends on the age of when you watch these things, because if you're like. Andy's age watching a movie like this you're like shit like this is gonna scar you forever yes not recommended I don't know I was thinking about it today actually I was like thinking like oh my gosh like I watched Predator when I was seven like I remember seeing like that skinned man hanging from a tree at seven Probably I'm, not the right age. I'm fine. You are. Most of the time, you're great. It's because of Effexor. <laughs> I fully endorse. Collab forthcoming. Yes. <laughs> Sponsored by Effexor. But like, I don't know. It's so funny. Like, we watched like we were made to watch the really scary movies, not like the camp movies. I was talking to our father about some of these movies and he's like, Ugh, like the Friday, the 13th movies. Those are garbage. I'm like, they're so fun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like horror light. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a rite of passage. What? Oh, like the at least one or two of like Halloween, Friday the 13th. Gotcha. Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like you have to like get a piece of it. Yeah. So what would you give this movie 
out of five martini glasses? Um, I'd probably give it a 4.5 out of five martini glasses. I do think there are some plot holes in the movie <laughs> that take it down a half star, such as why do these explosions hurt nobody? <laughs> it really bothered me. I give it four out of five because I don't have that fear factor. Okay. In a horror movie, like, yeah, it's creepy, it's unsettling, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. But if we're going purely horror, you know, I'm taking off a full star for not being that scary. But it's iconic. It is iconic. Chucky is part of the culture. <laughs> Way to go, Chucky. <laughs> All right. I think for next movie, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to go with us. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. I honestly, like, I think about what is Marie going to choose? And I can't wait every time. It's like, it's like an advent calendar. You don't know what you're going to get out of it. And like, I want it. But yes, this has been forever. We've done two hours because like you said, we needed hours to talk about this. It's a, it's, it's, it's a trap. This movie is a trap. I am so excited that you liked it though. Yeah, I did. I would watch it again. Yes. For sure. This makes this gives me hope for like Terrifier. No. Uh, <laughs> no, like cult classics. Yeah. Okay. Cuz I have some things on my list that are camp because they're like rites of passage. Like, have you ever heard of Sleepaway Camp? I have heard of Sleepaway Camp. They talk about on how did this get made? <sighs> We like it's necessary. Yeah, it is wild, and it's like this. It's like it's not this caliber, this quality. But you're watching it, and you're like, "What's happening? <laughs> what is this?" And the ending is unparalleled. I could. That'll be fun. Do you know what the ending is? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Good. Don't look into anything. Don't re-listen to anything. It has to be a surprise. I won't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything except they would always talk about on how this get made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to hand it to you to promote us. All right. Please get on Instagram. Follow us at Toasty Whore. Whore or <laughs> T-O-A-S-T-Y-H-O-R-R-O-R. However, website www.toasttoromcoms.com. It is in the process of being updated to the new genre and format. However, all of the old movies from the rom-coms and the cocktails and stuff will stay on there. Never so forget. feel free to get some ideas on that. Um, and just please rate review follow us like click those stars um we'd love to hear from you if you have any questions movie recommendations cocktail recommendations places around pittsburgh we should go email us let us know we'd love to hear from you absolutely um so next time 
be prepared for the movie Us, Jordan Peele, and we'll be ready to roll. And Winston Duke is in that movie, and he's such a hunk. He's so hot. Okay. All right. So until then, please watch up. Drink up. And cheers. cheers.